He's gonna go! He's at the 50! He's at the 40! He's at the 30! School's out! This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Catches! Foot in! Touchdown! This is Jeff Tedford. This is Mike Bobo. Fakes it, now has a blocker, runs out toward the right side, tries to dive for the pylon! This is Bob Davey. This is Matt Wells. This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. Looks, throws, end zone, touchdown! This is Nick Rulovich. This is Jay Norvell, head coach at the University of Nevada. This is Rocky Long. He's got a receiver across the middle, fighting for the end zone. Oh, man. This is Brent Brennan. This is Tony Sanchez. He's to the goal line, and he's in for six. This is Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West. And you're listening to... You are listening to... And you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. Here we go. Welcome into the Week 6 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Kreckman. Excellent week for the Mountain West as conference teams go 3-0 in non-conference action. Utah State beat their in-state rivals BYU handily. Wyoming blew out Texas State in Laramie. And San Diego State knocked off a quality Northern Illinois team to get to 5-0 on the year. Going back to last season, San Diego State's seven-game win streak, the fifth longest in the nation and the best in the Mountain West. The Aztecs now ranked number 19 in the AP, number 21 in the coaches' poll. In addition, Colorado State now receiving votes in the coaches' poll. The Rams impressive in a 51-21 road win at Hawaii late last Saturday night. The Rams looking like a legitimate contender in that stacked mountain division. We'll talk about Colorado State's strong start as well as the excitement around the new on-campus stadium with CSU head coach Mike Bobo this week on the show. Plus, we'll get you all set for the week six games, four in conference play. But up first, we look back on a fun week five around the league with the scores and highlights as division races begin to take shape. It's this week in the Mountain West, and you're listening to it right here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor, but don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud, but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other teams' fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. Sportsmanship is making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. It's a season-long quest for a reward that's as big as a mountain. Bangs his way into the end zone. Touchdown. 12 teams chasing one goal. The 2017 Mountain West Football Championship. It'll be decided December 2nd, and the game could be coming to your city. Throws it over the middle, and the pass intercepted. Bragging rights and conference supremacy are on the line, and you won't want to miss it. Follow your team's pursuit of the championship all season long by visiting themw.com. The next big play is just a click away on the Mountain West Network. Join me, Jesse Kurtz, for the latest insight, analysis, and live game action you won't find anywhere else. Catch over 1,500 events for free in HD on the only network that lets you watch any team, anytime, on any device. Go to the MW.com today and get your game on with the Mountain West Network. There's a force in the West. 
an attitude unlike any other, a belief that says, let's do this, a shared commitment to academics, leadership, and community service, a bond uniting 12 teams in history, rivalry, and competition. There is a force in the West. We call it the Mountain West. The Mountain West, champions in life. To find out more, visit us at themw.com. This is Rocky Long, head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Let's whip around week five in the Mountain West. We begin with San Diego State hosting Northern Illinois, and we start with the game's opening kickoff. It'll be Washington, far side, four-yard line, angling to the middle, 10, 15, 20, 25, got hit, broke a tackle. He's in the clear, in the secondary, at midfield, at the 40, far side, 30, 20, into the corner. Juwan Washington. Ted Leitner with the call, courtesy of Extra Sports 1360 in San Diego. Washington, the Mountain West Special Teams Player of the Week. Aztecs win at 34-28 San Diego State, 5-0 for the first time since 1975. Friday night, it was Utah State hosting their in-state rivals, BYU. And in the end, it was the Jalen Davis show. Has pressure, steps up, throws. It's going to be intercepted. Jalen Davis, interception number three. Has room to run to the 20, to the 10. Counted on the board. Utah State is beating BYU. Scott Garrard with the call on 1280 The Zone in Salt Lake City. Davis with a pair of pick sixes in the win. That's now an NCAA best 16 takeaways on the season for Utah State. The Aggies hammer BYU 40-24. They're 3-2 on the year. Davis, the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Week. And as long as we're handing out hardware, let's give some to New Mexico running back Richard McQuarley. All he did was find the end zone five times on 11 carries last Saturday against Air Force. Hand off McQuarley, right side to the midfield stripe, to the 40, straight up the hash mark. Cuts left, back to the left hash. He's inside the 10, he's to the 5. Post goal, Richard McQuarley. <laughs> that one, 63 yards. Robert Portnoy with the call courtesy of Learfield. Lobos beat the Falcons 56-38. McQuarley takes Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week honors. Bad news for defensive coordinators all over the Mountain West. Josh Allen is finding it for Wyoming. Here's Allen, fakes the inside handoff, has time, stands in the pocket, fires. Mm. This is caught, and this is a touchdown. Wyoming, C.J. Johnson with his second touchdown catch of the day. Dave Walsh with the call courtesy of Learfield. Allen throws for 219 yards and three touchdowns, and the Cowboys blow out Texas State 45-10. Fresno State hosting Nevada. Keyshawn Johnson scores three touchdowns for the Bulldogs, showing us on the third one that good news is worth waiting for. He takes a shot right sideline. Keyshawn Johnson catches it at the 15 and carries the defender into the end zone. They're not giving it to him. He must have gone out of bounds. They're going to say he stepped out inside the 10-yard line, but now the refs are talking about it. Touchdown, Fresno State. Paul Leffler with the call on 940 ESPN in Fresno. First conference win for Fresno State, 41-21. Also busting into the win column in Mountain West play, it's UNLV winning big over San Jose State, 41-13. And Colorado State piles up 610 total yards and a 51-21 win at Hawaii. Rams head coach Mike Bobo joins this show after these words from your local station. This is Tony Sanchez, head coach of the UNLV Rebels. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout.
This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the Colorado State Rams. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. The Colorado State Rams now 3-2 and two on the year after an impressive 51-21 road win at Hawaii last Saturday night. Schedule not about to let up. Rams right back on the road at Utah State this Saturday afternoon in a key Mountain Division matchup. And joining us right now, the third-year head coach at CSU, Mike Bobo. Coach, welcome to the show. How you doing, Nate? I'm doing great. Coach, from where I sit, I don't know if your offense could have possibly played better Saturday in Hawaii. 351 yards in the year, 259 on the ground. Nick Stevens had an equal number of touchdowns to incompletions with four apiece. How did that performance hold up on film? Uh, we played re- really well. We were efficient offensively. Uh, we did have to punt twice in the second half. Uh, they got me a little upset at the guys. I thought we... Could have converted a first down, and we didn't. But uh, the first quarter uh, was really just an, an awesome quarter by our guys, the way they executed everything. And it started with our quarterback getting us in the right running plays. Uh, he was a very efficient through the air. Uh, and then just I think he was perfect on third down in the first quarter. And then our defense set the offense up three straight possessions. Uh, just uh, started with the first quarter and kind of carried over throughout the game. Yeah, a little bit more on the defense, allowing just that one-third down conversion and only one score in the first half. They didn't really move that ball until the game was well out of reach. How did you evaluate the play on that side of the ball? Well, we wanted to come out and start fast uh, on both sides of the ball. And, we, have, you know, Hawaii's a pretty good offensive football team. Uh, I've got a lot of weapons, but we still wanted to kick off to them and kind of set the tempo and put our defense on the field and, you know, got the first three and out. The offense was able to score, then – Got two more three and outs, uh, you know, and basically went up 21 nothing right there at the start of the second quarter. Offense, like I said, was unbelievable on third down, converting the first six, ended up six or seven and a half, and then defense only gave up one third down, which is a, a third, third, third and ten there in the second quarter that resulted in, into a touchdown and just played unbelievable. Second half, we played more vanilla and played base and, you know, gave up some yards, which is always discouraging, uh, but I thought the way they set the tempo, early in the game, kind of got the offense going. This was your first Hawaii trip as head coach. What were some of the ways that you tried to handle the travel, both going over the ocean to get there, and now since you've been back, trying to get your guys back into a rhythm for this week? Well, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing, but this is this is what we did. Uh, we went out on Thursday morning. We had a morning meeting Thursday. Uh, got there uh, around 2.30 or 3, uh, Hawaiian time, had some had something to eat, and then did a walkthrough and some meetings, tried to keep them up a little bit Thursday. Friday was our normal Friday where we had meetings and a practice and played the game on Saturday, and we came back, got in Sunday around 12.30 or 1 in the afternoon, gave them Monday off from practice, uh, had meetings, and got started on Utah State, and then we're going to practice today. Uh, you know, I was dragging a little bit Sunday evening and made the coaches get out of here, and we kind of went home a little bit early. But I felt great yesterday and feel good today. So I'm not playing, but uh, I feel good and feel rested. So hopefully our guys will today at practice. Well, it's important to have a, a rested head coach. Uh, let's talk about Nick Stevens a little bit. Seventh in the country in passing yardage, 10th in touchdown passes right now. How much has it helped Nick to have such a wide array of weapons in Gallup, Johnson, and Clark to spread the ball around to? Yeah, really, really proud of Nick. I, and I've been proud of him, you know, since I've been here. The kind of person he is and the way he works, and I, you know, it's paying off for him and in his play, the way he's performing, and got great skill around him. Uh, in Gallup, everybody knows who 
Michael Gallup is. You can throw him a, a three-yard pass and it can turn into a 30-yard gain, but he has improved in his route running so much. And then B.C. Johnson is a threat, and Dietrich Clark is emerging as a threat down the field instead of just a speed sweep guy. We've got tight ends and Dalton Fackrell and Cameron Butler, a true freshman, had a couple catches the other night. A lot of guys that he can throw the ball to in our backside of the backfield are doing a nice job. And then the the other thing that's a quarterback's uh, you know best friend is a running game. Uh, and you know the running game's starting to come on. I like our line of scrimmage. I like our backs, and that that helps Nick. Uh, he's got pieces around him, and he's just got to get it to the right guys. Uh, in the right situations you mentioned how proud you are of nick what's his confidence and mastery of the game plan like on a week-to-week basis now in his senior season yeah, he's extremely confident uh you know he's got a great temperament where you know he doesn't really get too high or too low and kind of takes everything in stride no matter what's happening around him and i think that allows him to kind of digest everything and take everything in and just go play football and He's, you know, I mean, 18 to 22 the other night. Uh, he was nearly flawless against a team that pressured a lot. Uh, he had to get protections right. He, the ball went to a number of different guys, and he just played outstanding. And, uh, you know, I just, his confidence is an all time high. And I've said it many times before to a lot of different guys. I was just downstairs talking, you know, to some NFL scouts about him. And he's just, he's one of the smartest kids that I've ever had at that position. He, you know, you, you don't have to go draw something up or he doesn't have to run it. I mean, you can verbalize something to him in the middle of a game or in the middle of a series, you know, yell something to him or call him over there and he can get it right. He's that smart, understanding what we're doing right now offensively. And he has Michael Gallup third in the nation in receiving yards. What are the ways that he stresses a defense and how much do you enjoy as an offensive coach finding ways to maximize that explosiveness? Well, it's it's definitely uh, fun when you've got a guy out there that whenever he touches it, he's got a chance to have an explosive play. And, you know, a lot of times you got receivers that are, are extremely fast, are, are good route runners, and, you know, you got to find route concepts to get them to ball. And then you got guys that are screen guys. Mike has kind of turned into a guy that can do a little bit of both. Uh, he is excellent in the screen game. He's such a big guy he's so hard to tackle once he gets started he's like a horse running out there you know he's not gonna run four four but he's so strong and guys just fall off of him and then he's improved his route running uh from last year you know last year it was kind of takeoffs and fades and and some hitches and stuff and now he's running double moves what he ran the other night he's running you know uh you know pro style routes which is helping him in the passing game so finding him ways to get the ball That's the number one priority for us in the offensive staff room every week. More with Colorado State head coach Mike Bobo in the next segment, talking about the new on-campus stadium in Fort Collins and looking ahead to this week's matchup at Utah State. Keep it here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Nick Rolovich, head coach of the University of Hawaii football. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. The next big play is just a click away on the Mountain West Network. Join me, Jesse Kurtz, for the latest insight, analysis, and live game action you won't find anywhere else. Catch over 1,500 events for free in HD on the only network that lets you watch any team, anytime, on any device. Go to the MW.com today and get your game on with the Mountain West Network. There's a force in the West. An attitude unlike any other. 
A belief that says, let's do this. A shared commitment to academics, leadership, and community service. A bond uniting 12 teams in history, rivalry, and competition. There is a force in the West. We call it the Mountain West. The Mountain West, champions in life. To find out more, visit us at themw.com. It's a season-long quest for a reward that's as big as a mountain. Bangs his way into the end zone. Touchdown. 12 teams chasing one goal. The 2017 Mountain West Football Championship. It'll be decided December 2nd, and the game could be coming to your city. Throws it over the middle, and the pass intercepted. Bragging rights and conference supremacy are on the line, and you won't want to miss it. Follow your team's pursuit of the championship all season long by visiting themw.com. In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor. But don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other teams' fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. Sportsmanship is making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. This is Matt Wells, head football coach of the Utah State Aggies. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Catching up with Mike Bobo from Colorado State here on This Week in the Mountain West. Rams on the road at Utah State this week. Coach, you guys have a beautiful new stadium this year on campus at Colorado State. In what ways has that had the biggest impact on this program? You know, I think one for the community, just the excitement around Fort Collins of of the first game on August 26th and you know, bringing people back on campus and the businesses and, and Old Town and you know downtown Fort Collins. I think it's just the excitement here in the city, you know, not just for the football program, for the university, you know, has increased since I've been here because of the stadium and the, the excitement. And all the sports teams, athletic programs are doing well here and our academics uh, are outstanding. Just the resources that Tony Frank has put into this university is not just the stadium, it has people excited about Colorado State, uh, you know, and then it's obviously it's helped in recruiting. Uh, it's helped the last two years in showing these young men what we're building and what they can be a part of, you know, athletically and then academically here. And then now that we've got to, you know, play two games in the stadium to get recruits on campus, we have more recruits, we have more interest. Uh, it's just an exciting time. I'm ready to play again in the stadium. It seems like a year ago the last time we played in the stadium. Yeah, you're going to get that chance again coming up October 14th against Nevada. Now, a game that a lot of people are looking at is November 11th. You guys are going to be wearing your new Under Armour State Pride uniforms. They're heavily adorned with the logos and colors of the Colorado State flag. They look incredible. What was the response that you heard from the fans and from your players? Well, to be to be honest, uh, I had seen them a long time ago yeah. or saw, saw the plan and kind of forgot about them. You know, you're focused <laughs> on what you're doing and, you know, the uniforms you're wearing and it's not really a high priority, you know, each and every week. And uh, we were getting ready for, uh, you know, Alabama that week. And, I mean, this week we were getting ready for a while. But I did go on the road in our off week uh, that Friday in Denver. And I went to a number of schools and I went to three different high school games and, I must have had over 100 people come up to me 
And, you know, what, the first thing they want to talk about was the state pride uniforms, how they thought they were just unbelievable. They were so excited that we were honoring, you know, our flag here to university. So, you know, it's, it's something that we're going to take pride in. You know, we represent, we're representing the, the state uh, that day on November 11th, and uh, we're excited about it. All right, now Utah State this Saturday afternoon in Logan. All the Aggies have done is score 101 points over the last couple of weeks here. Offensively, we know you can't turn the ball over because they'll score points on those turnovers with Jalen Davis back there. What about for your defense? What have you noticed is different about Utah State this year with David Yost as their offensive coordinator? Well, they've always been a little bit of uh, a spread, kind of up-tempo. They're trying to go faster than they have. It's been a, a lot faster. I think they had over 100 plays in one game. Uh, and then, you know, it's some of the same concepts, but uh, probably not as many concepts as they've run in, in the past. Uh, they've got a veteran quarterback in Myers. has played a lot of football. I think he's able to handle what they're doing, even though it's a little bit different. He's involved in the run game. They've got big receivers. Uh, and they're still committed to, to running the ball out of a spread set. You know, sometimes spread – Guys, you know, it's all about the screens and the passing game and the huge yards throwing. But these guys are committed to running the ball. I mean, last week they had to run the ball to win the game against BYU to protect the lead, and they were able to do that, you know, because of their commitment to the run. So he still wants to run the ball uh, in that spread offense and then utilize Myers' legs and then take his one-on-one shots with those big receivers he has. Coach, you guys are off to a 1-0 and start here in conference. Around this Mountain West this year, particularly in this Mountain Division, what have you noticed? What has stood out to you? Is there a weak link anywhere? I, I don't I don't think I don't think so. Uh it's gonna be week in and week out. It's gonna be a challenge, uh, you know, to play at our best each week. And that's been my message to our team once we start this conference play, this championship game every week. And this Utah State team we're playing them on the road. They played very well the last two weeks. Uh they're extremely talented and you know, in our division, uh, you know, we mentioned it a lot preseason, but that every every team has experienced quarterback play, uh, and that's going to keep all those teams in it. All of them can run the ball, uh, which I think is important to be able to run the ball uh, if you want to be a championship football team. I think it's going to come down to, you know, who can who can play some best defense in crucial situations, situation downs, and then who's going to protect the football. Colorado State at Utah State this Saturday afternoon, a key Mountain Division matchup. Mike Bobo, third year as the head coach at Colorado State. Coach, thank you so much for the time, and best of luck to you this week. Thank you, Nate. Appreciate it. We'll preview the Week 6 schedule around the Mountain West up next after these words from your local station. This is Troy Calhoun, head football coach of the United States Air Force Academy. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout.
This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. The Week 6 schedule in the Mountain West gets rolling Friday night. Boise State at BYU in non-conference action on ESPN and the Watch ESPN app at 8.15 Mountain Time. Broncos at 2-2 two two on the year. Head coach Brian Harson says to expect a few offensive tweaks coming off the bye, but not any massive overhauls. Boise State currently ninth in the Mountain West in total offense. We'll get it started Saturday afternoon at 1.30 Mountain with Air Force at Navy in a Service Academy showdown on CBS Sports Network. Falcons took the Commander-in-Chief's trophy last season. They look to win it in back-to-back years for the first time since 2010 and 2011. And then four more games Saturday, all in conference play. In fact, all in division play. Colorado State visits Utah State at 2.30 Mountain Time on AT&T Sports Network. Both teams off to a 1-0 start in conference. Winner of this game will be all alone atop the Mountain Division. Over in the West Division, three games Saturday. Fresno State at San Jose State at 4.30 Pacific Stream that game on ESPN3. Bulldogs looking for a 2-0 start in conference for the first time since 2014. At 7.30 Pacific, 4.30 Hawaii time, it is Hawaii at Nevada on CBS Sports Network. Both teams looking to break into the win column in conference play. And then number 19, San Diego State visits UNLV at 7.45 p.m. Pacific time on ESPN2. In a game featuring the top two rushers in the Mountain West, San Diego State's Rashad Penny and UNLV's Lexington Thomas. Penny averaging 100 165 yards per game on the ground, while Thomas has scored nine rushing touchdowns while averaging 8.4 yards per carry. Wyoming and New Mexico both idle this week. And that will do it for the week six edition of This Week in the Mountain West. If you missed any of this show, you can listen on SoundCloud on the Mountain West Radio Network page on the MW.com. You can also download the show as a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. And of course, follow the Mountain West on Twitter at Mountain West and like the Mountain West Conference on Facebook. I'm Nate Kreckman. Have a great weekend, everybody, and best of luck to your favorite team. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here. Right here. Right here. Right here on This Week in the Mountain West.